0: half of workers wouldn't want their children to have their job. In the US, uh, 50% say they wouldn't recommend their profession. And then 48% say wouldn't recommend their employer, which that means half of the people that work at your organization are telling your kids, hey, don't work for my company uh, because don't be in my industry. So I think that's, that's crazy, crazy insight. Are you a business leader looking for strategies and tactics to help you navigate leadership and HR challenges as you scale? Each week on While We Were Working, we bring you our 35 plus years of experience doing exactly this for companies just like yours. For more game-changing HR and leadership insights and to connect with us, check us out at whilewewereworking.com. Hey, what's going on? Thank you for tuning in to episode 56 of the While We Were Working show. It's your weekly spot for becoming a better leader of your small business or small team. Brought to you by two HR pros that have seen it all, done it all, but still continue to learn new things. This week, I want to shout out one of our partners of our organization, uh, Gusto. Gusto Payroll is a great partner to our organization. We're actually on the Gusto platform. And Gusto and us, we want to give you $100 for running your first payroll with Gusto. If you're thinking about changing uh, payroll services at the top of the year, who better to reach out to than Gusto? They offer all of the amenities that are great for remote and hybrid teams, tiered pricing for different types of features, And uh, really, it's just a cool brand, a fun group to work with. So if you're interested in getting that $100 for running your first payroll, visit the link in the show notes, and it's bit.ly slash jump gusto. That's bit.ly slash jump gusto. All right, Summer, uh, let's go ahead and dive into our first segment, which is while we were working. Do you want to set up this week's topic?
1: certainly i'd love to and hello and welcome everybody to our show this week we're so grateful you're here and this week we're going to talk about a really cool executive report that was put out by ukg recently and it's called we can fix work (laughs) and this caught my attention because i thought well i wasn't certain work was broken. uh, So definitely pulled me in. And this 12 page executive report talks about global insights into what parents, family members and mentors are telling children and teens about what they should value in their jobs um, and their employers and why purpose and trust can make all the difference.
0: Yeah. So UKG, we love UKG. I'm on the Workforce Institute. Uh, it's a advisory board for UKG. And um, I just want to really shout them out because they do things like this, right? Because they survey uh, the human side of uh, what it means to show up at work every day. And I mean, it's a really great Art, was it an article? It is a. Is it a research study? What do we want to call this? Is it a white paper? What, what do we want to call this, actually?
1: It was a 12-page executive report for Global Insights.
0: Right, right. Okay. And then with it being global, I think it's uh, important for our teams to pay attention to because, for example, a lot of us may hire Uh, freelancers, or even remote workers uh, or remote teams or agencies that are across borders. And so thinking about, hmm, not just what do people think about work here in the U.S., but maybe you have, for example, IT partners in Spain or content partners in the Philippines or uh, you know, customer service support in Mexico, whatever that might look like, you wanna see what people are saying about work. Obviously, I gravitated to uh, page two on this where it talks about uh, half of workers wouldn't want their children to have their job. In the US, uh, 50% say they wouldn't recommend their profession and then 48% say wouldn't recommend their employer which that means half of the people that work at your organization are telling your kids hey don't work for my company because <laughs> uh, don't be in my industry so i think this that's crazy crazy insight
1: it really was and uh, you know this this report was very well done it's such an easy read even if you aren't an hr pro i think there's so many takeaways like I said, if you're um, a small business owner, your business leader, uh, there's some really interesting facts that came out of this study. And it shouldn't be any surprise, Joey, because if you reflect back on what came out of the pandemic and it, it really had people rethinking their work, uh, what they want to get out of life, what's going to make them happy. And this concept of you know, rethinking work for a purpose has come um, to the very, you know, front and center. And you know, this report touches on it quite a bit about, you know, uh, meaningful work and purpose becoming equally important as compensation. Now, if you were to ask that question just a few years ago, compensation was still number one. So I I think it's fascinating that, you know, some of these levers are moving. And I think the big takeaway from this is organizations don't want to lose sight of how this is changing so that they can ensure that they are meeting the needs of their team members.
0: Yeah. And there's a quote I want to call out here um, by Michael Bush, CEO of Great Place to Work, that says, It's on every leader to make sure every worker, regardless of role and location, understands how what they do affects their organization's greater purpose. People need to know their work has meaning and matters, that they matter. You better make that crystal clear if you want to earn their trust and keep them on board. So it's really, you know, it's not just HR's job. It's not just the uh, C-level's job. It's not just management's job. Everyone plays a part in helping uh, team members feel that meaning and fulfillment at work. Um, and maybe Summer, what are some of the things that you think good employees do or great employees do to help fellow colleagues feel that sense of meaning?
1: Well, I think there's a couple of things that can be done, and this report actually touches on uh, on a few that I wanted to chat about. So if we say uh, the UK survey uh, title was We Can Fix Work, uh I agree, we can fix it. And, you know, first, it is ensuring that your employees are connected to a purpose. As we mentioned, you know, kind of at the beginning of this topic, that is equally as important um, as their pay. So it is finding what it is that motivates them, what it is that has meaning to them, and uh, looking at how do we connect their work so that they have this deeper engagement. I'd say number two, um, give employees a feeling of being heard. Uh, this is nothing new, but it is becoming increasingly more important that employees have a voice and that they know that their voice is heard and that their leaders are going to take action. The last one I'd mentioned, Joey, is Encouraging people to take time off to disconnect from work um, and to recharge. You know, we've implemented more unlimited paid time off policies with our clients this year than I can recall any time in history. And I think it's just one step in the direction of fixing work. And giving people a little bit more of the balance that they're seeking, um, helping them connect to that purpose coming out of the pandemic and positioning companies well uh, for the future demands that employees are are needing. Mm,
0: I love it. I love it. So for for those who want to maybe deep dive into this into this publication, we're going to drop a link to it in the description in our show notes. But you can take a search for it. Uh, The topic of the article is uh, Workforce Institute. We can fix work. So you'll find it on UKG's page. And uh, it will be a great value add for you to maybe talk about with your leadership team or even your, your employees for that matter and uh, help create some winning solutions for you to attract and keep um, great team members. All right, let's go ahead and make a pivot into our consultants corner. And uh, Consultants Corner is where we talk about our views and experiences from the trenches of life as HR consultants um, the good, the bad, the ugly, all things in between. And really, uh, this week we are going to tackle something that should be light, but uh, we all know these things can go left really fast. And we probably all have parties, or sorry, all have stories. About how these things have gone left really fast, and we're talking about holiday parties, so tis the season, right? we wanna uh celebrate our team, celebrate the year, celebrate the holidays that we are experiencing, so holiday parties, oh my <laughs> um so 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 obviously, passing around mistletoe um uh at the party is a bad idea but but what are some of the what are some of the things that people should be doing if they want to have a a great a great holiday party
1: I could definitely tell you some stories that would probably uh probably frighten you but I would say you know in in HR there's not too much that surprises me anymore but without a doubt at every organization that I've been a part of Uh, holiday parties or really just parties in general can sometimes be a very uh, sensitive topic because if there is going to be alcohol involved, we know um, that oftentimes that is the catalyst to problems, um, concerns, risks, things that as HR pros, uh, we do everything possible to try to avoid.
0: Liquid courage lowers inhibitions for sure
1: this would be a really great topic to chat about, uh, even though most uh, I'm certain have already had uh, their holiday parties by the time this episode airs, but certainly there's more parties on the horizon. So there's a couple of things I thought would be really great to talk about, uh, to share some tips, You know, evaluating some of the risk and considerations that go into decisions for party planning.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sound good? Yeah, yeah.
1: Sure thing, so uh, the first recommendation I have is uh, to hold whatever event is being hosted site if possible, and to make it family friendly. Now, Joey, do you have any ideas of why this might be a good suggestion?
0: Well, um, I think if you do it on site, you run the risk of people still thinking about work and maybe even hiding away to go do some work as opposed to, uh, being in a brand new environment where you're able to just focus on the party. And also if somebody's on a rager, you know, you're just cleaning up the party scene. You're not cleaning up the the office. You're not breaking computers and monitors and and doors. (laughs) Um, and then family friendly is probably just so that, um, that uh, no one has to cancel because they don't have childcare. So, um, I mean, that's a reason I would think of, but yeah.
1: Sure, I think those are all really great ideas. And uh, I've absolutely seen uh, folks not leave their desk when the event is held on site, simply because they may have too much work or maybe they're just not you know, not very social in their work environment. A couple of other ideas that I can think of is that holding your event off-site really transfers some of the liability um, in terms of being at work um, and uh, from a risk standpoint versus, you know, being at another location where if something happened, it may, you know, then fall under that company's Insurance coverage. Now, the family friendly aspect uh, is one, what you mentioned, Joey, but also if there are families, you know, friends, spouses, children, it, it seems to be that folks tend to be on a little better behavior <laughs> than it was, you know, just a colleague. So it does put a little bit of friendly pressure in that regard uh, to. Keep it tame, shall we say.
0: Yeah, yeah. Keep it tame. Keep keep it uh, PG or G-rated. What's another good uh, suggestion that you have for, for these holiday parties?
1: Sure. So it, it goes back to some of what we were saying in the beginning. Oftentimes, much of the catalyst to uh, problems uh, is related to alcohol and uh, the risk that an employer can face You know, if something happens. And so making this optional as opposed to a required event um, really removes the, what I consider the work requirement in this regard. So if folks are required to attend, then as an organization, you're going to be on the hook for um, anything that may happen because it's considered, you know, it's considered work. Whereas if it's optional, folks are voluntarily opting to join. And so there's not that Uh, expectation or impression that this is, you know, considered working time. So I think that's a really important aspect. And, you know, Joey, when it comes to drinks specifically, and how to navigate, you know, that as a risk in itself, like serving drinks, what are some ideas that you have about things that companies can do to try to Uh, keep their employees on their best behavior.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a a few things you can do, um, especially if you are taking summer's advice and going offsite. I would recommend, first of all, having a bartender so that uh, someone professional is responsible. And a professional bartender, not mm-hmm. not Mike in accounting who says, oh, I'll be the bartender, I've got a heavy hand, and give a heavy pour," <laughs> But a, like a professional to make sure that drinks are assembled and uh, distributed in a, a safe manner. Uh, another thing that you can do to keep things safe is uh, – to do drinks by way of drink tickets. So maybe Mm. everyone gets uh, one or two drink tickets. And uh, once those are done, then maybe it turns into a a cash bar situation, which would uh, reduce someone's desire to like pay to, Overconsume alcohol uh, in the presence, um, and then also you might want to shut the bar down a little early before the party's over. Similar to any wedding or sporting event where there's a last call, and then there's an opportunity for people to um, to sober up before having to to go somewhere. Uh, speaking of going somewhere. Why not have it at a hotel or someplace where um, if people did drive, maybe they could spend the night there uh, or somewhere that is uh, that you could easily do rideshare and and commute back home. Those are some of the things that you might want to think about for just like going open bar with all the liquor and alcohol and beer you can find and uh, having no uh, professional supervision.
1: Yes, I'd also add to that, Joey, I think serving food um, for, you know, all of the reasons that we we already know, uh, serving food to help with, you know, alcohol consumption is is always a great idea um, just to help keep people, you know, as as sober as possible. And then I love the idea about having it at a hotel so that folks had a place to crash if they weren't, you know, if they weren't safe to drive. And the last recommendation that I had on this is actually related because I've seen this work out um, quite well for some of the holiday parties that I've been a part of. And that is offering transportation on behalf, you know, f- offering transportation paid by the company for anybody who needs it. No questions asked. So, you know, essentially the. Um, you know, the the way this can work is just letting everybody know that they'd be reimbursed for, you know, transportation from the venue, you know, to a location of their choice up to, you know, a certain amount or transportation to their home, no questions asked. So I think there's many ways to tackle it, but ensuring people absolutely 100% have a safe way to get home, I think is really important too.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Because you want to make sure that your holiday parties are a value add to your team, and uh, I'll talk a little bit about how, as a leader of a team, you can make these these moments memorable. Um, you know, we we let's talk about the safety one for for first and foremost. Um, we all know the the research stats around drunk driving in the holidays and how accidents. Uh, happen. Well, you want to do what you can to protect your team members from being put in harm's way. So the more you can do to uh, keep them safe, uh, the better. Uh, The other thing is that moments like holiday parties, when they aren't uh, mandatory or stress-inducing, they really are an opportunity for team members to bond and to get to know one another outside of the confines of work responsibilities. And so you really want to look at your holiday party as a way to make relational investments into your team, um, because that will carry you all the way through uh, the new year. Um, And then the other thing is just, you know, it's a great way to maybe see who's engaged, who, you know, does the Christmas sweater, ugly Christmas sweater, or who participates in the competitions or who's excited and thrilled to be there. Uh, And maybe, maybe who's not so engaged uh, for whatever reason that would uh, require a little further exploration and conversation. But holiday parties are, are one of those things throughout the year that you can do for a teammate that has nothing to do with work. And so uh, I really believe in making the most of these opportunities because it's very rare that you get to just pause work as a team and celebrate something.
1: So well said, Joey. And uh, you know, I, I realized as you were speaking, gosh, I sound like I sound like a typical HR person. You know, holiday party. Okay, here's all the things you can't do. Um, but you know, no, really, we need I...
0: that stuff. We need that. <laughs> I mean, come on, we haven't even talked on the show about. uh about SBF and uh, the whole FTX deal. Uh, oh, boy. So there's, there's still some bosses out there who need HR to tell them what they shouldn't be doing. Uh, right. But I digress. Go ahead,
1: Summer. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I think, you know, the the comment that I wanted to make is that, like, one, you know, if you – only know hr as you know the the department or team that tells you no you can't do things to understand that it's it's not that it's a no it's just that there are reasons why uh, these recommendations are best practice and it's really to protect your team members and it's to protect the company as well so i think that it has you know it has the right intentions and that it can still absolutely 100% be fun um, and i think you know, it's, it is important to get your team together, even if it's in a virtual environment to spend that time, uh, to celebrate and, you know, really just have fun because if employees are having fun, uh, they're going to be that much more excited to come back and do it again.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And if you, um, missed out on a, on our show with Maverick, Uh, We had Chica on from Maverick to talk about a fun thing that they did. It wasn't quite a holiday party, but it was a a staff gathering. So go ahead and check out that episode for some ideas to make your next uh, holiday party a super fun one. Um, You know, incorporate some VR, have a blast. Oh, that's one thing we did not talk about, Summer. We talked about holiday parties for in-person gatherings but what about some ideas or thoughts around teams like us that are remote? Do you have any thoughts about, about that?
1: Well, I, I do. I mean, I think that there's still many things that can be done in a virtual environment in terms of you know, gathering, celebration, engaging in activities that perhaps have been coordinated in advance. But it makes me think about uh, one of the organizations uh, I've had the opportunity to work with does a regular Friday happy hour. And yes, everybody shows up online with their adult beverage, just one, and you know just tries to chat about anything and everything, not work. And I think, you know, even something as simple as that with maybe, um, some extra cheer sprinkled in, uh, it doesn't need to be complicated. I think having, you know, having folks get together and spend that time bonding, as you mentioned, Joey, about things that aren't work is really an important part of building the connections.
0: Yeah. I, Summer, I think you, you you are onto something. One of the things that feels intimidating when throwing a party, let's just say you're a startup founder and this is your first time running a business and their first time being responsible for something like this. It's like, oh my goodness, uh, I'm going to put a party together, but will people show up or will they have fun? The answer is yes, they'll show up, they'll have fun It's not on you to carry the burden of entertaining everybody. I think you'll have those natural folks who take the lead on engaging in conversation, folks who uh, just laugh and joke and have a good time um, naturally, and everyone else will rally around that. So um, by all means, take the time to gather this holiday season with your team, whether you're remote, hybrid, or in person, and just know that the most important part is that you made the effort to say hey we're going to get together for something that that has nothing to do with work and that we're just going to celebrate you know being being a team or celebrating a holiday so uh, that's all i got to say about that so uh man time time flew by on this episode we are uh, almost at the end of the year and uh, truly appreciate everyone who tunes in on LinkedIn Live, everyone who catches us on Pod, everyone who also checks us out on uh, YouTube and subscribes to our YouTube channel. And again, I um, want to shout out our partner of the episode, uh, Gusto, who, uh, if you're thinking about changing your uh, payroll process, your payroll system, um, Gusto is a great one to consider. So, if you check out the link in our show notes, as well as uh, click on bit.ly slash jump gusto. That's all one word. So, that's B-I-T period L-Y backslash jump gusto. So, J-U-M-P-G-U-S-T-O. And you'll get $100 with your first run of payroll. So, have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you next week on the next episode of While We Were Working.
1: Thanks, everyone.
0: For more game-changing HR and leadership insights, check out whilewewereworking.com.